Good morning again. Good morning again. Um, I think it's it's all of these classes will run together, and I I know that I'm going to overlap some of what Pastor said, and I will try to not re- repeat that. But uh, it's so I think it's very important for all of us to be able to teach each each and every one of these classes for for what's coming. Uh, I encourage everybody to take these home, and you know, not by all means, don't take what I'm saying, but make make and put together your own own class so you can teach people and you have a better understanding of what uh, what has been done and what is to come. I'm going to be talking about the new birth, uh, what happens after you're born again, you're a new creation and your new identity, and also the fruit of the Spirit, I believe. I can get there. Um, Pastor talked about, you know, the first sin and uh, what what happened and why we have to be born again. But now, fast forward to we're being born again, so this is the new life. Um, John 3.16, I had that down, we covered that. Uh, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever whosoever believes on Him shall not perish, but have, ever, have eternal life. Then in John 3, uh, go to John 3, 1 through 8, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, but He gives us kind of a provision. Even the devils knew who Jesus was, and bad people knew who Jesus was, but they didn't believe on him. And when he get when uh, what was my verse? I'm sorry, Matt, I skipped one in my notes. I'll just tell you know back in Matthew seven twenty two and twenty three, if you want to write that down. When he got to Jesus, he said, uh, "I don't know you, but 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 Jesus, we cast out devils in your name, but I didn't know you." So this is the provision to be born again. Now, John 3, 1, please. Now, Jesus talking to a man, a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, but for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus, uh, a ruler, a, a Jewish elder in the church, a man, technically he thought he was a man of God, but did not understand who he was speaking with. And he couldn't understand how he could be born again. So then Jesus tells him again, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you are one is born of water and the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound, but you do not hear where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus could understand the wind because he could see the effects of the wind. And we've all seen that in Iowa in our storms, and you've seen trees down and leaves blow. We can't see the wind. We don't know where it's coming unless the weather weather channel tells us it's coming from the northwest. Maybe we can tell. But as far as that, we do not know where the wind comes. But we do we know it's there because we see the trees blow. And this is the same way in the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we don't see it, but we will be able to see the effects of it in people and in their lives. And after you're born again, this will not happen overnight. Just as newborn babies need milk, we are to resemble our Father and grow into the resemblance of our, our Heavenly Father. As children, I can see my boys grow up and uh, 
they resemble me at certain ages. They're a little taller than I am now. <laughs> but they, now with the Spirit, you will, you will grow into the relationship with your Father. And as looking in a mirror, resemble Jesus and all the attributes of the Holy, our Holy Father. This is going pretty quick. I'm sorry. Some, some, some of the attri- att- attributes after this and how it works with the Spirit. Uh, the Spirit will move on the people who were dead. You know, the uh, sinful will be made holy. Liars will tell the truth. Proud will become humble. Over time, spending time with God in His Word, His people, and in, and in worship... The new life will manifest through us and give birth to the spirits. Give birth to the spiritual gifts. Just as the babies, babies crave spiritual, or excuse me, babies, babies crave milk from their mother. And they resemble, there's their mom, their mother was in charge of the first birth, the physical birth. And our Heavenly Father is in charge of our spiritual birth and our spiritual growth. Uh, turn with me now to Ephesians 4. And we'll read to 32. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And to put on the new self, created after the likeliness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak to the truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, do honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such that is good for building up and is fit for the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away. From you, along with all malice, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. These are uh, building blocks, a brick road, things, awesome things to follow in a walk with with the Lord and to become a disciple. To know what has been done to you and who you are called to be, and who you need to who you need to strive to be like on a, on a daily basis in disciple. I mean, the first part of that is discipline. It is a discipline. Uh, it, it takes, takes uh, practice. We are his people and we need to, we need to act like his people. Hypocrisy in the church is, I think one of the biggest, biggest problems. People can stand up on the rooftops and, and preach till the, till they're blue in the face, but do the exact opposite when they get home and 
everybody sees that, and then that gives the gives the Holy Spirit a black eye. Being disciplined in the word, being disciplined and, and becoming a disciple. The one thing I've been focusing on, it's not about us, it's not about what's going on, but it's about our Father's business. If it's not furthering what God has for us in our lives or in the church, or doing what He says to do, it, it's it's not you're not heading in the right direction. I'm not saying. I mean, we still have lives to live, but for the most part, uh, being being uh, obedient in your daily walk with Christ and being about your Father's business, and being in the Spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, that will edify you. That will build you up. That's He is our Comforter, and He will give us all the knowledge. It is a, it's a spiritual growth. It's not going to happen overnight. So the new creation, your new identity, a very real change takes place in a new believer's heart. The very Spirit of Christ is birthed in us. We no longer look to or desire our old way of life, but we look to Christ. His Spirit is infinitely Excuse me. His spirit is instantly begins to identify with righteousness and truth. Like a newborn infant, we imprint on the Father. Excuse me. Like a newborn infant, we imprint on the Father revealed through the life of Christ. We are the image bearers of a new Father, not born of this world, but born of God. This was handed out at this church a while back. I found it is uh, the mirror image, mirror, the mirror confession. Yes. This is who we are to be in Christ, and this is Scripture. Uh, it would be a passage in John four seventeen. As He is, so are we in the world. The Holy Spirit, uh, understand what John meant by that. He meant that as Christ is, so are you while you are still living in your mortal body. Jesus said, I see you as in a mirror. As you are, so am I. And there is a list. I'll go down a few of them. Uh, Jesus, you, you is Jesus. Does that make sense? You are the Son of God. I am a Son of God. You are holy. I am holy. You are sanctified from the world. I am sanctified from the world. You are righteous. I am righteous. You are raised from the dead. I am raised from the dead. Please repeat after me. This is a confession of who we are in Christ. You are the Son of God. I am the Son of God. Or daughter. I hope you understood that. Yeah, thank you. I didn't think I'd have to say it, but I did just because it popped in my head. Okay. You are sanctified from this world. I am sanctified from this world. You are righteous. I am righteous. You are raised from the dead. I am raised from the dead. You have already been crucified. I am crucified to the world. You have already died to sin. I am dead to sin. Sin has no dominion over you. Sin has no dominion over me. 
You live in the Father's love. I live in the Father's love. You are a king. I am a king. You are the high priest. I am a priest. You are Lord of all. I am a Lord. You have all authority in heaven and earth. I have authority in heaven and earth. You are anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. I am anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. You and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. The Holy Spirit performs what you say. The Holy Spirit performs what I say. You do the will of the Father. I do the will of the Father. All things are possible to you. All things are possible to me. You clearly hear the words of the Father. I clearly hear the words of the Father. You see what the Father is doing. I see what the Father is doing. You see what the Father does. I do what the Father does. Angels hearken to your voice. Angels hearken to my voice. All things are yours. All things are mine. You walk in the light. I walk in the light. You are pure. I am pure. You do only righteousness. I do only righteousness. You love the Father. I love the Father. You love me. I love you. You love people. I love people. I live forever. You live forever. You live forever. I live forever. All right. That's pretty encouraging confession. And, and when you're walking in a, up in a right standing with the Lord, all those are true. And if we stay in the right, right standing with God, all things are possible through Him who strengthens us. Yeah. All right, I will talk a little bit about the fruit. Uh, I've turned to Galatians 5.16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the desires of flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to. But you are led by the Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immortality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, 
envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, but, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. So if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Amen. When we walk daily with the Spirit, your mind will be focused on the righteousness of God, and it will be, it just, it'll be a constant connection with God and His will. And I can only think of one thing at a time. When I'm driving, if I'm worried, I can think, oh, I can either be worried or I can pray. I prayed a lot this week. I didn't hear much, but I prayed a lot this week. It was, uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't be scared. It was a lot of bad weather, but I wasn't focused on the weather. I was focused on Him. Um, so when we walk in the Spirit and live by the Spirit, the, the fruit, the fruit will appear. And just as a, when you plant an apple tree or an orange tree, we all know that the first year you're not going to get any apples. But I believe the faster, the harder you draw. You draw near to God, He draws near to you. The harder and the faster and the more committed you are, the more fruit you will receive faster. I, that's, it's just, just got to work that way. So these are the nat- these will be the natural results when you yield to the Spirit. When you yield and do what you're supposed to do, you will receive the fruits. The fruit of the Spirit, they are the attributes of the new identity we have received in Christ. They are the defining characteristics of your new nature. These attributes are supposed to be intentionally practiced. Intentionally practiced. Everybody? Intentionally practiced. Okay. (laughs) Intentionally practiced whether your emotions, experiences, memories, etc. agree with them or not. Increase the, they're like muscles, weightlifters. They got to lift weights to get stronger. Marathon runners, they run more than once a week. Just like we got to read our Bible more than once a week or once a month or whatever and stay in the spirit more and more and more and more. The new birth means a new identity. In no way are we supposed to relate to our identity with who we used to be, our old man. Our mind must be renewed to catch up to the new person we become in Christ. The new life is birthed and sustained by faith. You must first hope and believe you can look like Christ in every situation. This raises your expectation to live like Christ. This new identity produces different fruit than old identity. Our old self produce sin, which leads to death. Our new self produces the fruit of the Spirit, which leads to life. One last verse, uh, Romans, you know, Romans 12, 1. Be, oh, well, I'll go there. So. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, 
by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is acceptable and perfect. Do other other translations don't say um, is your spiritual worship it says does it say is your duty is it your responsibility I, do you know what I'm talking about okay okay so I like service it's your job uh, he's done a great work in us and for us so we can be with Him in eternity. We have a responsibility as children of God to respect our Father and and be about His business. 